Welcome one and all to Movies in 4K, another bonus episode requested from a fan. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. This movie goes out to LaMarcus from Lansing, Michigan, who stated that this movie looked really good on DVD and he's interested in purchasing it on 4K and wondered how good is the quality, Lady Phantom. Okay, I think we will answer his questions. We definitely will. And if you have a movie request for us, just pop it in that guest book on BillShetty.com and we will add it to the queue. we are covering ratatouille it is rated g one hour 51 minutes five genres here animation adventure comedy family fantasy yeah yeah i agree we are starting to agree more and more lady <laughs> wow. director brad bird who i know this name yeah the incredibles he directed the incredibles and incredibles too now, was that before this, the original Incredibles? Yeah. Okay. And was that a popular animated film? Yeah. All right. Just to start it off, was this more popular than the Incredibles? Do you know of? Uh, I would say similar. Similar, yeah. Okay. This never got a sequel. Well, really, there are very few Pixar movies that have gotten a sequel. This is Pixar before the Walt Disney merger or buyout? No, after the, the the Walt Disney merger happened soon. I mean, it was early-ish in the Pixar situation, but I'm pretty sure by this time it was already Disney. And do you know the background on that? Does Disney have any say with Pixar films or what? Well, what I know about Disney is they purchase stuff you know like they purchased pixar but they really let them be like whoever they purchased namely marvel pixar fox they let them do their thing they do have a say but it's not like they are intrusive or no you cannot do this you have to do it this way it's like they recognize the strengths of the companies they are purchasing okay because what i'm wondering is if this film, because you are a big Pixar and Disney fan, can you see any Disney influence in this film? No, in general, I can't see like Disney influences in Pixar movies. They so are none very of them, much you their could own. Say, that's been released? Not really. All right. If you got more info on that, let us know because that's very interesting. Okay. Who voices some of these? characters lady we have so many people Patton oswalt is remy ian holm lou romano brian dennehy peter son peter o'toole brad garrett janine garofalo will arnett 
Julius Callahan, of course, John Ratzenberger, because he has to be there all the time. James Ramar. That's his job others. ever since Home Improvement, right? <laughs> That's all this guy does. I mean, yeah, he's always in a Pixar movie, even though if it's a part where he just says something very, very small, he's always there. All right. Surprisingly, I'm just going to say up front here, no voices came out to me. I didn't know who they were whatsoever. Now, I will be talking more about that when we get to something, but <laughs> let's leave it at that now. What does that small one-sentence synopsis say on IMDb? A rat who can cook makes an unusual alliance with a young kitchen worker at a famous restaurant. Okay, this movie opens up with a little prologue here that states, France has the best food, <laughs> Paris has the best cooks, and Chef Gusto is the best chef. Yeah. Then we meet this rat named Remy who is voiced by Patton Oswalt. And who is this guy? He's a comedian. He has been in some comedy stuff and a lot of TV Would shows. Would he be a mainstream actor? Because I've never even heard of this name. Yes, but in more in the nerd world. Okay. <laughs> anything else, but yeah. So right in the beginning, we learn that this rat has extraordinary smelling abilities he actually stops his clan of rats his brother older brother father and all the other friendly rats because they all are in like a horde or like a faction of rats he stops them from eating rat poison uh-huh he can smell lives. it yes yeah, so he is so strong he also <laughs> is interested in cooking and he likes chef gusto yeah, he has this thing in which he naturally knows what goes with what. And he is really frustrated because his life as a rat means that many times they have to eat trash and he just can't have that. He wants the good bread, the good cheese, the good stuff. Yeah, he is a... <laughs> oh, what's the right word for it? Connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, he is a no, he's a picky rat. <laughs> <laughs> well and he only wants the best food. Now he comes and goes from this one grandmother's house, I'll say. It's an old lady's house, where he actually watches the chef's show and sneaks in and learns and reads the cookbook by this guy, the famous Chef. Gusto's book, yeah, it, which right. is named, and it's very important throughout the movie, Anyone Can Cook. Correct. That is a running theme. Now, we move along here and find out that this one critic who I'm going to liken to exactly, it must be a portrayal of Dracula. It was so <laughs> iconic, the stance, the look. He even had fangs in one part when he opened his mouth. And his demeanor and the look of this animated character, the way he talks, like it's a spoof on Dracula. I'm almost sure it's got to be. It can't be unintentional. It definitely came to my mind. And you can also see like he has deep, dark circles and his cheekbones are very pronounced. And throughout the beginning of the movie, 
He has very, very pale skin. Mm -hmm. Yes, and he's a hard-ass critic. He is the most well-renowned critic, and he's extremely tough. Yeah, and you know what? Talking about that very quickly, I noticed today for the first time, there's a scene where they first introduce him that is like you are looking at him from the top of a room where he is, and it looks like a coffin. Like the, his uh, dining yes. room or whatever, it, it looks like a coffin. That's the first time I noticed that. Right. Chef Gusteau was a five-star Michelin chef. Now, this famous critic goes in and criticizes him, and he drops it down to a four-star chef. And this can't be to Chef Gusteau. <laughs> And he passes away. And by tradition, one more star is taken from the Michelin restaurant. And we're not spoiling anything because we have to lead up to what this movie is about here. This happens very quick. And he's a really heavy set chef. And they got his, he's got the biggest double chin (laughs) in history. They got him really what's the word uh phantom when they make body parts really excessive yeah the, he he looks very exaggerated like yeah exaggerated that uh-huh. that's a good term okay so he passes away the rat is upset of course yeah he's heartbroken the restaurant does not shut down it keeps running and there's a new chef here and this guy was really good. Do you know the voice of this guy? Ian Holm. Oh, that was Ian Holm. See, and I know Ian Holm from back in the 70s, and I would have never known that. I know. So that was pretty amazing when they can change their voice that much to not know who they are. I don't know if that's a good thing in this voice acting world yeah. or not. Yeah, it is good. And also, like his accent he was speaking with a french accent but in no moment did it feel like a spoof or anything like it it sounded very good right so the restaurant continues on there's a new head chef and then in wanders linguini who is just a young kid who needs a job yeah alfredo linguini because it's not in your face (laughs) right and of course linguini like that's of course and he is a klutz yeah, by all to, sense of the word. To put it subtly. And he gets a job just washing dishes and taking out the trash and stuff. In comes along, this rat gets caught in the restaurant, which is a big no-no. You can yeah. get shut down for yeah. health violations. Yeah, the thing is that this guy, because he's a klutz, as you mentioned, he bumped the soup or something that they were making and then he puts a little more water on it to make like it's at the same level but then he starts dropping things in it and it smells horrible the rat remy thinks it tastes terrible because someone else tried it too so he starts adding things and lo and behold they love the soup in the restaurant right and this is where he gets caught in the kitchen and the head chef tells linguini to get rid of the rat don't kill it here because you can't because it'd be guts all over the place so take it out and destroy it while he's about to throw remy in the water and he has a change of mind because he don't want to kill the rat 
And Remy is actually responding to him via nodding his head for certain things, and he realizes this. I love that. And I'll tell you what, a really ingenious part in this movie, I'm jumping up a little bit here just for a second, is when people are talking or the rats are talking because, of course, the rats talk English, but the real humans don't understand it. They're hearing the squeaks. And they make mention to show this in the beginning of the movie with the old lady and then again in this scene here. So you're kind of wondering, or you may be kind of wondering, especially if you're little and you're not understanding this, you're a young kid. Well, why isn't the rat understanding the humans and the human understanding the rat? So they threw that in there. A kid would take that at face value. Like, kids don't wonder about that. Well, I wondered about it until these ingenious scenes happened, and they happen quick. You got to be paying attention. Yeah. Because they're all talking English, and you're wondering, well, why don't Remy just talk to Linguini? Because they showed you. They're hearing the squeak, 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 Uh so they can't talk. All right. So, moving on up here, the main moral of the story is... Is Linguini takes over the kitchen because this rat is cooking for him. And we have to describe how that's done. This is one of my little thoughts. And I don't know how I would have did it if I was behind this story. But Remy goes on top of his head under his hat, his chef's hat, and pulls on his hair to move the arms and stuff of Linguini. Because Linguini knows nothing about this. And he can't understand so when he Remy is talks. actually treating Linguini like a puppet. Yeah. Now, it's really one of my only criticisms in this movie. I got two, Lady Phantom. You're going to be shocked. This is one. I don't know. I just didn't think it worked the whole time. I mean, it's interesting and fun because this kid's a klutz and I personally would have thought of something else or went to somebody else. I would have had different ideas because I thought it was kind of goofy. Like, I mean, this is for kids. It's G. But I don't know, Lady Phantom. What did you think? Oh, I thought it was ingenious from the start. I mean, at first they try, you know, to have him like inside his shirt or something. But both get frustrated because obviously Linguini can't understand him and Remy just bites him to like to tell him, no, don't do that. So they go for their for the hair thing. And I've always understood that it's only something that could happen between the both of them. And it was just a fluke that they discovered that they could do. And I thought it was ingenious because, I mean, yeah, they do that. Actually, they have a little montage about how he learns to follow uh, Remy's lead with yeah, his hair thing. Yeah, it's a good five-minute scene. Uh-huh. And I thought it was okay because, honestly, I don't know what other way they could have done that. Yeah, because there's a little faultness because when he is teaching him in the beginning – of course, he's running all around because he's getting scratched and bitten up. And 
yes, he's a klutzy kid, but some of these scenes were really outlandish. You know, he's running all around and breaking things and stuff. And I just think it could have been done a different way. I don't know how. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I would really get some minds in here. Let's do it a different way because I wasn't too enthused with that. You learn to like it more on in the movie because it makes sense i mean he's under the hat but certain people do end up realizing what's going on what's going on here. mainly those who are looking for it so linguini takes over this restaurant with the help of remy of course and there's some life lessons <laughs> I'm trying well, to think of the word during this movie because morals yeah, there's morals like the Rat Pack, I'm going to call them. He don't want to be with his friends and family and stuff. He thinks the humans are good. And the only one that's really good is Linguini, everybody else, of course. I mean, you're talking about a restaurant. You can't have rats in a restaurant. So all this makes sense, but there's some heartfelt moments between the animals or rodents and the humans really outlandish but i don't know how much a kid would learn like what would you say is the moral besides that anyone can cook that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the moments when the rats are talking with the rats and then the humans are talking with the humans i think the moral is kind of similar to the moral in coco actually yeah, I mean, of course, you have the anyone can cook thing. Like, the, the that little moral is basically, if you love something so much as to put your heart and soul into it, chances are you will be able to do it. But also, there is the part where he doesn't want to be with his family because he wants something else. He wants something more. And at the beginning, the family totally frowns upon it, but then they learn to understand him and accept him for who he is. And he also learns to love his family for who they are, you know? So I think that's a very nice moral to the story. And then also we have the ego part of the, of the story, which is like, don't judge a book by its cover, you know? Yes. There's one thing I could, construe as a little fault here too but it goes a little to the story is that remy does steal food at times and it's made very clear via a ghostly figure let's put it yes not to do this yeah and he does get his feelings hurt and steals for revenge you know in spite of that yeah so that's a good story for a kid to understand i don't know if they could get it it depends what age yeah i think i don't think they can understand it intellectually like you know rationally but they get the point like don't steal and then when uh, you see that the guy he he as you said well remy got his his uh, feelings hurt so then he resorted to stealing but there is a consequence it's like don't do bad things because there are consequences that's a very straightforward message i think correct all right jumping up a little bit 
we get chaos here because the critic finds out that this restaurant's back on the map. There's this new chef in town, and there is a little side story with who this kid actually is. We're leaving that Uh open. We are a non-spoilery podcast here. You will know if you've seen this movie with kinship. And then that Dracula critic comes back and wants to reevaluate. Well, he's basically forced to because everybody else is talking about it. And there's this montage of a scene when things go haywire. That we cannot. Right. Yeah, because it's spoilery. And we'll just say that who's cooking, you might be shocked at. Yes. And where (laughs) it leads off at. Now, the ending story, of course, ends happy. I don't know if any Pixar Disney movies end sad. I personally don't know. This might be the seventh animated film I've seen. I didn't calculate, but. Yeah, there are. I think there are always, especially in this kind of movie or Pixar movies, many times, most times, I would say, there's a happy ending, but it's not always completely happy there's something bittersweet and this movie is no exception okay we'll just touch on a few technicals here because he is more interested in the 4k we covered the story i just want to mention something about the story that i loved and uh i mean i have always but it it was very funny at the same time right back by the beginning of the movie like this little rat he is so enamored with cooking and gusto and he has his big dreams you know that seem too big for a little rat and then at some point he climbs to the top of a building and he is like whoa i live in paris right he didn't even realize yeah it's like look maybe you are already in the right spot to fulfill your dreams it's just that your vision is so small that you haven't noticed right and because it just came to my mind this i'm not nitpicking this or saying anything it's a little bizarre that they're in france and everybody speaks english i, mean, I know yeah i, I just want to make that i'm not docking it for yes, that yes but mean, i mean you know that there are i mean there are many movies especially like adult movies and everything that do use subtitles and everything but since this is a movie primarily g you know for children i mean they need to understand it and of course every time they put this movie in another country they just dub it to that language or use and probably lady phantom especially since you started learning french recently is that it probably sound really good with all french actors voice yeah. in this movie i would think oh that 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 yeah i mean it's on the disc you can change it to france yeah so <laughs> i hadn't I mean, thought that, of that that is yeah. definitely possible if they got the right actors first thing i want to say with the technicals is which is so key in these type of movies to me is the voice acting this is second to none and i know you're gonna laugh because somebody <laughs> says that all the time but like of the movies I've seen, okay, I've very limited experience with animated movies. You know, I could equate it to Lion King. I've seen that, and I think Toy Story, you know, those are probably the creme to the creme, what people look up to in these type movies. This is second to none. This this is outstanding. None of the voices seemed out of place to me. 
They all worked. They all went with the action, with the animation. It was incredible. And I think it might have helped that I didn't know any of these voices, too, because it really worked. Yeah. I mean, I could buy any day that that girl was French, and she wasn't. I mean, it was Janine Garofalo. Like, she is no French woman. <laughs> so I, I thought it was excellent voice acting as well okay on to the animation which is probably the most key thing for any animated film it blew me away it was incredible i'm shocked how good it was it's amazing that that, this is oh my god 14 years old so you know we covered incredibles 2 Mm -hmm. on this podcast here incredibles 2 has nothing on this no, ask me, this is incredible animation. And in the this thing movie. is that here they have the added value, you know, of adding emotions to rats. So that's uh, a completely different ballpark, I think, because I mean, the Incredibles and the Incredibles, that's basically people. You know, yeah, but here but we have a rats. lot of animated animals that talk in these type movies. Yeah, but now. not in the Incredibles. I mean, I'm talking about that specifically. But I think this is something Pixar does very well, like give emotions to animals. And here, I mean, that little part where Remy is letting Linguini know that he understands him, like it cracks me up. I mean, like Remy's expressions in his face, like the way he nods and everything, it's, it's, oh, it's so good. I love it. And I appreciated the one scene. You know how they got the red eyes when it's dark. They only went yeah. to that once when they're running through a tunnel that's really dark. I really liked that scene because it looked really neat. And I think they were very accurate with the coloring. There's only a couple different colors rats are, basically. Yeah. And, and it was very well done smooth as silk the animation here like no jitteriness in this so fluid all the action scenes and everything i'm blown away by this movie i really am i mean it was interesting too for me because it's about critics too and they make a statement in the end with this dracula critic it was really true you know what i mean so it had that we do watch cooking shows too because of the phantom there's some we watch and the phantom has really since the pandemic got into cooking so it was interesting there and we have a running gag here too with plating because of somebody else and (laughs) these rats know how to plate yes these rats look like they are know what they're doing and funnily enough i I've seen after this movie was released, like I didn't, I I had never seen Ratatouille served like that. But after the movie, that you see a lot of people serving it like that because it looks beautiful and it looks delicious. Right, right, and that comes into play why this movie is called that. There's actually like a double entendre I want to call because it's mentioned yeah. twice, but it works for that. Yeah. All right. Any more technicals you want to describe before we get to that 4K? Uh, just something very quickly. There's a very important scene where the critic changes his mind, let's say, about the restaurant. And I, I mean, I've seen it many times. Uh, today I, I was watching it. And after the, the, the scene was over, I noticed I had a tear rolling down my... It was like... Sud- 
such a beautiful moment, but it's something that speaks to you at a heart level. You know, sometimes you taste a dish that just transports you to a different part of your life or to when you were a kid or something like that. And I really like that part of the movie. Yeah, that was kind of came out of the blue, really. Like you didn't expect something like that. You knew he was going to like it. I think that's pretty obvious. You see how it's going to go here. But yeah, that flashback scene. Yeah, was, it was touching. Yeah, especially because when uh, when she when the girl chef, she notices that Re Remy wants to cook ratatouille for the critic. He was like, ratatouille, that's peasant food. And he was like, well, yeah, well. What it alludes to is comfort food. It'd be like exactly. here, pizza or something that your mom made and that you don't have anymore. And when you eat it, it brings you back to your childhood. Yeah. And then that little scene shows you that ego. He, I mean, he grew up poor, but that was the food his mom made for him. And he loved it. And look who he is now. Like he's a renowned critic. So and it, you wouldn't expect that being served at fine dining. Exactly. It's it, it has so many layers. Not the ratatouille, the movie. And I personally have only had ratatouille once here at the casino. We had it at the Palms. And I like it. It yeah, was it's, good. It's good. Well, what we had was good. All right, rating, recommendation, Phantom. To me, this movie is an 8.5. And it is a buy. I think it's a wonderful movie. It's as a respectable Pixar movie. It has layers upon layers. And kids get some things from it. Adults get other things from it. So it's a movie for everyone. And it is beautiful. The animation, the fur of the rats. It's like, it's, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, I'm ready to blow you all away out there. I'm giving this a nine. Higher than it's me. It's an incredible movie. I actually think this could possibly be my favorite animated film I've seen. Better than Monsters, Inc. I had some problem with some voices in that, but that was very interesting to me because of the scares and with children and everything and being in the horror. So that held something here. But just everything about this would have been a 10 to me. I just didn't like what I exclaimed earlier about how he was cooking on top of his head. I just wish it was done some other way, and I don't know how, but it is ingenious in a way because nobody sees the rat, but it just seems just a little too goofy even for an animated kids movie, and I'm going to be coming up talking about the sound just a little bit little bit on that too but this is a nine out of ten this is a buy this is a must-own movie and you know one reason why i docked a little because of all the shouting like they they do shout a lot especially linguini like he he screams too much at it some point and i got and, to me though ah uh, it, it did get maybe to me you've a little seen it a lot maybe yeah because it wasn't piercing or nothing because no. it would bother me too a lot of screaming no but like for some reason like it didn't sit that well with me but all right let's move on okay this is what lamarcus wanted to know how good is the 4k quality because disney has known just by what i've heard we haven't covered many if any at all <laughs> well i guess 
what? Incredibles. Incredibles. Coco. Okay. Disney, amongst the sphere of four Kers, has known to be pretty poor. In the 4K releases? In the gamut of what I've heard. Now, we're going to set the record straight when we cover the movie. So what did you think about the 4K disc, Lady Phil? I think it is very good. I didn't see much popping in general. Like, there were things, and I mean, the white-collar gamut is... Oh, uh, oh my goodness. the whole movie. I mean, just with the rats. I mean, you have basically gray rats and brown rats and you get all the shades of gray and brown that you can possibly want in the kitchen with all the food and vegetables and fruit and spices it's in full effect here all the textures yes it's just more vibrant than you're ever going to get on dvd blu-ray is going to be close but this adds the level of depth and I said it on our last animated movie, animated movies to me are really hard to judge because Blu-rays look really good. Streaming looks really good. Yeah. You're not getting grain in things. It's all done via computer. So you don't have any filmic stuff you got to worry about here. Yeah. You're just looking, are they popping them colors? Is it more vibrant? detail the detail in this is incredible now it's going to be good on blu-ray too it's going to blow away dvd lamarcus like that's not even in the same sphere as a blu-ray or this 4k disc i noticed so much rich vibrant color in this movie yeah like the night scenes with the rats and going through the tunnels and then the daylight scenes, there's like this long chase scene throughout the city of Paris and then uh, going onto a boat with water and things like it looks beautiful. The water scene. Yes. Oh. The best looking scene that had popping in it was when he realized he was in Paris when he went up high on the window there. And they did a nice pan to show you Eiffel Tower, and it's at night, and you see all the glittery lights and everything. Yeah. It looked absolutely stunning. Black levels off the chart in this movie can't get any better. Yeah, all the landscapes you get. I mean, you do get quite a few shots of a landscape in Paris where you can see the Eiffel Tower and everything, and it looks so beautiful. And of course, you know, all the cars are true to like, you see like a lot of little cars and stuff and they are very, very good. And I thought also Phantom, it was very accurate. I didn't misplace any object that wasn't like to scale you know when a rat's there the card's got to be a certain size or like when they're holding a spatula like everything was really in scale like nothing jumped out of me oh no that was too big or too small like it was all done super well mm-hmm. yeah and it i'm was sure excellent. that's a key when you're animating like this and they're yeah. the best in the business probably pixar because it's so important to have the scales of objects right. And everything right. Like all the textures are th- also off the charts here. Like all the, the fur in the rats. It's like you yeah, can almost their noses, touch them. little hairs and stuff. Yeah, their little eyes. and it, it, it's, it's so, so yeah, cute. And with the chef that becomes the chef. What was his name in it? 
the oh, chef. Oh, Skinner. Skinner. Yes, this guy has a really minute mustache and goatee like and like teeth and they got it blown out like bigger teeth and everything but it worked and like the way he moved his eyes yeah, and, and his stuff. hair like you ain't missing any detail on this disc at all yeah I mean, it's incredible but let's get to the sound because i do have a few little criticisms for one i mean it's clear as could be you didn't lose any dialogue here and Funnily enough, I did research this beforehand because I read a comment by somebody a couple weeks ago that Disney is known for not doing Dolby Atmos. This is in Dolby Atmos. Overheads barely used. I actually watched two scenes that just should have had way more overheads, and they didn't. Surrounds a little underutilized they are there very front heavy movie but it has a cinematic feel and when the action music kicks in you feel more a part of it and stuff i think it could have been better though oh yeah i mean that scene with the rain like i did catch a few things from above here and there but it should have been constant there's one scene with someone shooting a rifle at a ceiling and you do hear some cracking overhead (laughs) it's mild and i was listening for it because it was a scene that should have been blaring overhead it was there but i wanted more so i don't know about the truthisms of if disney is not a fan of atmos or something or they don't convert a lot of their movies to atmos but this one is Mm -hmm. but it was way underutilized and even the surrounds could have been more heavy but when the surrounds were there it sounded cool with wind and rats scurrying away behind you and things like that or a door opening or something Mm -hmm. but it did sound cinematic which i like though because some of these don't that i've seen you watch you know i think the incredibles was probably like a go-to one because there's so much action to it yeah and it's probably one of the better ones but i really can't speak more than that to it you got anything to say about the sound no i enjoyed it i liked specifically the part a part where a pen falls to the ground it like rumbles not too rumbly but you do feel it and and it's strong and i liked it yeah the bass i really liked in this movie it was nice punchy bass not grumbling there's nothing that needed to be grumbling here Mm -hmm. but when there were shots fired or something banging you felt it you felt it yeah yeah and it was tight the real tight banging bass yeah i like that also the music sounds very nice i will say i liked all the music like it fit from start to finish some of this french music in here you know especially when they're eating and stuff like romantic music like this runs the gamut this soundtrack actually has like 25 songs on it so there's a lot of music in this and it worked completely in my opinion yeah absolutely agree all right what special features do we have all right they are on the blu-ray we have gusto's gourmet game cine explorer your friend the rat short film lifted short film deleted scenes and much more so not really much well maybe there's maybe (laughs) 
Well, when they put much more, that's <laughs> and more. That's TV spots, trailers, pictures. Yeah. If I, it's anything good, they describe it. Yeah, I need to rewatch the short because Pixar is also very famous for always putting a short in their movies that has nothing to do with the movie, but they are typically excellent. All right, LaMarcus, this is what you wanted to know. And for everybody else out there, this is an absolute must buy on 4K. It looks incredible. There could have been more pop. Sound could have been a little better. This just missed demo worthy. If there was a little more popping going on because some of the scenes could have had it, if they would have blown it out just a little more, it would have made that for me. It still could, depending on what Phantom rates it. But this is a solid B+. You must own this on 4K. There's no flaws in this disc at all. It's incredible, vibrant, detailed. It just doesn't rise to the level of the best of the best on the format. Some more blowout contrasting scenes would have did it there and a soundtrack that made you feel just over the top more involved. So B plus worthy. Yeah, I agree with you. Mainly because first the sound, it could have been way better, especially the, the overheads and everything. And because, as I mentioned first, I and mean, that is new to the 4K too, Phantom, is the Atmos track. Oh, okay. It was never released before until it came out on 4K. Oh, oh all right. That and because of what I mentioned before, I, of course, things pop. The colors are super rich. Everything is exactly the way you want. But I really thought they could have used the HDR even more, like to give you more popping in certain scenes. I mean, the coloring and everything, it's, I mean, it's fantastic. There's also a scene where Remy's father shows him a store where they sell poison and and stuff like that and you see the rats dead in the window and it's like so ominous yeah and in the traps and everything yeah, yeah and that and was, was a dark great. scene and also i forgot the shadow detail incredible in this movie yes. too and you don't like you don't miss a single thing no. so i mean but yeah it, i do think it needed some more pop at some places but yeah b plus and it's completely yeah, worth I it i think we're both in agreement this is so close and if somebody called this a reference material i wouldn't have a problem with it mm -hmm. because it looks incredible this movie it just don't hit the best of the best i can't explain it anymore i think phantom and i did a really good job because this disc is really flawless there's not a fault with the disc. There's no scenes that get blurry or out of judder or not smooth or no. And there's some standout scenes in this too that you could go to and show off your system. But don't ever hesitate putting this disc in to show off families and friends because it is a really beautiful looking disc. Absolutely. It's... And many people might say, or I don't know, maybe that, oh, well, if they are designing everything, of course, it's going to look good. Well, yeah, but these people design like up to the grain of dust on the wall. So, right. yeah, and every it is, little crevice and people's faces and yeah. age marks, you see it all. There's this one guy that has the square face and the 
tough chin. He actually was one of the, the first to chef. walk out. The sous chef. Yeah, like this guy's look, like <laughs> he thumb. had the crevices <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, and when they show fingers, you see like fingerprint marks and everything. Yeah, and it's so like with, with animated movies, when there are flaws or errors or something, they are blaring. And there's absolutely nothing that you can see here that you can fault. I agree. So LaMarcus buy this movie right now you are going to be super impressed with it we're both in agreement b plus it's just one little notch below the best of the best okay lady phantom let the fans know where they can get a movie reviewed they want you can go to billshetty.com and sign the guest book right there you can leave us all your comments requests recommendations suggestions anything you want to tell us you can put it there and also there you can find the links i mean not in the guest book but on the website you can find the links to every place where you can subscribe to us and follow me on twitter lady phantom 74 and we are on letterboxd too Thank you again, LaMarcus. I never would have watched this movie ever if it wasn't for your recommendation or request you had. Maybe now you will listen to me then. Movie. So (laughs) thank you for that. For Lady Phantom, I am Bill Shetty. You've been listening to Movies in 4K. Thank you.